It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Here we are. It's the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Jason is in where I was yesterday. I'm where Jay was. He's always in the middle. Seat. There he always, is. always stuck in the middle. G is celebrating the championship today. Yeah, little horse. I brought my, my 2016 Cavs jersey. It's a little faded. Don't you put that chain on. Um, the chain no. is off limits. <laughs> hey, I texted last night. Right Let's hear it for the kid in charge who won the Summer League. The I chain is off chain. limits. I got my, I got my, hold on, it was a trophy, the 2016, you know what I'm saying? I by, had to put that on memorabilia. This, this is not even like the Canton Charge winning a championship. It's like the Canton Charge winning a preseason championship. <laughs> by, the Canton Charge don't exist. By the, the way. The Cleveland Charge. By the way, I used to be the Canton. I did not know that Kobe Altman was such a genius. Not only he has a core four for the Cavs, but for our charge team, he has a core four as well. Four there too. Mobley, <laughs> Bates, <laughs> Sam Merrill, and Porter Jr. Core four. That's the way you do it. We'll get, we'll, you know who won the Summer League Championship last year? Uh, I don't know. I Portland. Th- you know what they're doing now? Trading their superstar and rebuilding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out, to, shout out to Dame Lillard. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Coming up later, the Guardians uh, take Miles Straw out of the lineup. What? And the offense goes crazy. What? Coincidence? Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. Plus the state of the running back market in the NFL. That's all uh, uh, ahead of us here. And not so fast. Yeah. I'll tell you why Nick Chubb is not a slam dunk to be cut next year. I got some other names I'm offering up to the carving table. Okay. Well, there there definitely are other guys there. But first, we begin with the Browns because they got new helmets. Now, I'm not a big uniform guy. I'm not either. But I know a lot of people love this. And I got to say, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I would like the brown to be a little bit darker, I think, almost like a black. But that's nitpicking. I think they're sharp. They're they're really sharp. I think that's the best. Gee, you're a big uniform guy. Mike, you are too. I think that's the best looking helmet I've ever seen the Browns wear. It's beautiful. Just the fact that, you know, y'all talked about this is, we talked about it yesterday uh, when Jay was here. And you said, man, no one, none of the kids like the Browns. Like, no one talks about the Browns. No one, like, the younger kids, they're talking about Patrick Mahomes. They're talking about some of these other guys. To your point, I got a 21-year-old at home. He laughs at the Browns. Look. He laughs at them. He's like, what? Browns? Why would I like them? This is the first step in indoctrinating yourself back to the community. Look, kids love uniforms. Believe it or not, women love uniforms. Them little Baker Mayfield six jerseys was everywhere. Uh, we got to find somebody else to get a jersey. We, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll see if they'll wear fours this year, but we might not see those. No. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> but that, uh, you know, but but these uniforms yeah. will look great on TV. I'm telling you, bro, especially with the helmet and the fact that the Browns don't n- literally ever have any other alternates. 
I used to just be like, man, I'll be on Madden just being mad. Like, I can't play with the Browns because they don't got alternates. I just want to wear some cool jerseys. And they're going to wear them three games, I believe. The Steelers, the 49ers, and the Jets. Or the first... It's the first dealer matchup, I believe, right? It is. The and Monday night. two things yeah. to note about the three games that they're playing in. Mm -hmm. Two of the three, the Steelers and the Jets, are primetime matchups. The Jets are Thursday night football. The Steelers are Monday night football. So those white uniforms are going to look epic in the night sky, under the lights. They will look awesome. The Steelers game, time still, TBD. But those will be the three games they wear. Yeah. My first thought when I saw these, other than I think they're really fresh, you can't get your ass kicked in all white uniforms. <laughs> this puts the pressure on all three of those games. You better show up, show out, and win because it's one thing to lose a game. You know, I think the Browns are going to be pretty good this year. I don't think they'll lose a lot of games, but you can't get your ass kicked in those don't uniforms. Don't get smoked. You cannot get smoked in those jerseys. What's the difference between getting smoked in white jerseys versus brown jerseys? What's it's that? like when Baylor wears their neon green and they lose and you're like, because it's the low-hanging football, yeah. you know, you know. So you know, I said before the show, yeah. you know, what the, it's when J.R. Smith rode the hoverboard into the playoffs yep. for the playoff game. <laughs> right. He's smiling and laughing, yeah. and then the Cavs got their ass kicked. I think it was the finals game, and he's leaving like this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you that know, was a sad look. You know, somebody, some old dude in his living room, gonna be like, "You should have been worried about the play calling, and not, damn, the, not the damn uniforms, damn uniforms." <laughs> I, yeah. I want to win. Right, yeah, true. yes, you can't do that. Well, they do look cool. I, I, I think it looks good with the white. And, and again, I don't usually give a rat's ass about uniforms, but I think that's a that's as good a look as the Browns it's sharp. have had. It is. Right? I it, really like that. It, it's, it's, and I realize I realize that, the, it, you know, gray, I can, I can pound the concrete for them. They're not going to change. They're not, I don't think they're going to offer up another third color. Now, I will say, if they want to go ahead and do a brown helmet like that, and wear it with the because I'm looking for the double setback brown uniforms, right? So they had the white ones, they had the brown ones as well. I believe those they wore those at 65. But generally speaking, if you want to give me a brown one like that, I'll take that too, and um, and just rock it out. And I'll have those two ones. And I always love the double setback letters, especially like the the 49ers got the double setback. I love those. Um, so the yeah, Browns will be sh shining, styling, styling. I like it. I like it. All right, Mike. Let's move. Let's keep it moving. And let's hey, real quick before yeah. we do that, kudos to us. Four minutes on Browns before we got to get to the main event of the day, and that is when's the parade coming? G. Bush, have they asked you to be the grand marshal? I was year old stepping in my house. My wife was like, "Are you having a seizure?" I'm like, "No, I'm happy." Maybe this time they'll put the <laughs> gates up to keep the fans right out of the parade route. Man, the 1.1 million they're going to show. I mean, up it's a little that. embarrassing to call it a championship. They played six games. Yeah, it's, it's more like a <laughs> it's, it's more like a shootout. Back in high school, we used to go to Bowling Green. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos to Warren Legary and the NBA for turning a nothing burger. Into it's that. impressive. It's the NFL draft. It's the NBA's version of the NFL draft. Yeah. It's a nothing that they turn into this extravagant event because and this is be a nothing. Up. And how many? They said over a hundred. Uh, they had all, over a hundred thousand people. I mean, it's Vegas. That's crazy. It's Vegas. Yeah. Because like Orlando does the summer league, you don't ever hear anything about nothing. it. Nothing. Utah I'll, does the summer league, you don't ever hear anything about it. It's always the Vegas one because it's Vegas. Right. I, yeah. And then I love. They got the huge basketball. They made it an event. I thought it was kind of it was kind of funny because some of the players was walking to the locker room and they was like, "Hold on, come on back. We got we got trophies. Like this is trophy. They get rings. They got rings. They got they, like that's crazy. How and, embarrassing would it be if you wore that ring? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a sick ring. Hold on. Oh, uh, it's a sick ring. It's actually a fire ass ring. Oh, listen, you gotta understand, bull. Think about this. 
some idiots out here wear class rings. I, no if, one cares that you went to if, the 1970s. If Monty Bates walks into the Cavs locker room wearing that ring, he's not going to get clowned on by the guys. Well, that's Monty Bates. Come on, he's he, listen. He's already been here. Before. Although maybe that's the Cavs' problem is they don't got anybody that's clowning on anybody there. They're all too soft. Monty Bates is been on the cover sports list. He doesn't need. Yeah. He doesn't need that. No, he's not going to wear he's that not, ring. But if you one of them other dudes, trust me, I'll tell you what. I'll wear that tomorrow. Tyvis Powell has his trophy back here. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit different. It than is summer league. Really it, right. is, it is. It is national would, championship college football. NBA summer league G League summer league. Yeah. And if that yeah. thing is real made of diamonds, I'm definitely aware that might be. The I want to know who paid for those. There. I want to know who paid for those. By the way, I guess the league. Did. Yeah, exactly. I don't know who well, the league must have paid, right? They I'm got it. Ma- I mean, Dan ain't paying for plenty those. of money. They got it. Uh, Imani Bates second team all summer league. Now last year's second team all summer league was a who's who of who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, basically, right? Well, there was one guy I think on the second team, Brett Benedict Matherin or whatever the hell, he who was Matherin. a top five pick of the of the Panthers, a uh, Panthers of the Pacers. Uh-huh. <laughs> the rest of the guys on the second all second team were guys. I, I don't even know if these are real people. Mike was giving me some of the names last night. I'm like, are those real players? Are you making these up? You know, do you want to hear the rest, the rest of the second who? team? Yeah, do you want to hear him real quick? Yeah, yeah please. Santi Aldama of He's the in Memphis Poland. Grizzlies. Okay. In, okay. Then it's Benedict Matherin. He's yeah. in Kazakhstan. No, Matherin was really good. No, he's he was actually a good player. All, all rookie team. last year. But he was a top 10 yeah. pick. Yeah, right? He was six last year. Okay. okay. Marco Simonovic oh, of the Bulls. The all-time great. Is he a, is he, is he a draft and stash guy? I never heard of him in my life. Yeah. Trenton Watford, who won the Summer League Championship game MVP last year of the Blazers. He played at LSU. Okay. And did then he play for Lindell, the Blazers, did he? What did he say? Did he play for the Blazers? No, he was in the G League team. And they were shit. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. Lindell Wigington of the Bucks. One of Jason's favorite guys. I have his baseball cards. <laughs> well, see, you know, uh, yeah. here's, here's what we got. 17 yeah. points. Let me get them numbers up a little bit. Let me he had some assists. That was a positive, though. He dropped a couple dimes. <laughs> he heard Jay Crawford talking. He said, listen, I got you. He hit him with the back door. Ah, I see you. He ran the floor yesterday. Uh, what else he do? He got a couple block shots. Drop that dime. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Oh, I got to read you guys a tweet. Some guy was so mad at me yesterday. Why do you look for that? No, it was funny. It was funny. I got to read. So look at, look at these, look at how many, look at, look at this. Do you see this? (laughs) Look how many caps. Can we see? Can we focus on this? Pick, pick one camera. Right he was like, look at the caps in these two tweets he sent to me. Can you do it or no? There yeah. it is. Hey, he sent you a. Yeah, back it up. He sent you. He look sent at that. You. Look at how many caps he put in that tweet. So let me read you what he wrote here. 
Adam the Bull, you look totally unprepared hating Imani Bates. Can you at least try to know what you're talking about instead of being Mr. Pessimistic? I can tell Bates been listening to your hate. Four assists tonight, six of 13 field goals, Ooh. not a good shooter, Ooh. not a good passer, Ooh. and then uh, a crying laughing emoji and then another emoji that I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, and then he said, at least try to watch Summer League. I've been watching heavily the last five years. I have to say, it's the biggest showcase of talent because we don't see G League oh, or Jesus Euro League as much. Heaven. Just be more prepared to talk basketball. You sound like an amateur, bro. And then he gave me another emoji. Uh, I, I got to tell you. He gave me the Aaliyah. That's a four-page letter. I got to tell Millennial 84, I got to tell you, I took your tweets to heart. I was locked in to Summer League for zero freaking seconds. I didn't watch a moment of that freaking game, okay? I had more important things to do than watch Summer League. It's meaningless. We have said Amani Bates' name oh more my God, on this insane. show since they drafted him. Then we've said Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, and Emmanuel Classe combined since the season started. And I'm not kidding. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing how much time we have spent on Amani freaking Bates as opposed to actual sports and players that are going on that are all-star caliber players that We're doing matter. it for the clicks. Hey, We're oh doing it for the clicks. I love hey, it. Hey, listen, man. I'm going to tell you what. But, uh, she is pumped up. Listen, Amani Bates. Sometimes you Ding. Can, there it is. Put it up there to count. Every time, hey guys, every time Imani Bates' name is mentioned on the show, drink. Everyone will be hammered by twelve fifteen. True. Hey, I tell you what, man. The guy he got better over six games, and and you know the good thing about it is, I like to see competition, right? I'm a competitor, right? The great thing about sports and why we get involved with sports is this. It don't matter what your religion is. It don't matter who you believe in. It don't matter what your money look like. It matters none. You can't buy your way into a win. You can't sell your way into a win. And anytime I line something up, I want to win. I don't care. We playing tiddlywinks. This is the reason why on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, we be up here going hard with white erase boards and make none right. of these crazy games. So you know I'm a competitor. So what I want to see is I like competition and I like to see young people coming out here taking advantage of spots. Hey, we watch UFC all the time. What's the little UFC cage match where they had their little teams together? They get them together. They fight each other. They don't be on UFC card 97. They be in the trenches. See, I like watching people in the trenches because guess what? Now I get to say, okay, well, I see that guy. Let me see what he's talking about. Mighty base. They say, you know, what are you going to do after the championship? He said, man, I'm going to get on that bird and I'm going to go back to Florida and I'm going to keep working. I love that because that means he ain't satisfied with that. He fe he said, y'all said it was summer league. I get it was summer league. Hey, but I'm sharpening my tool. I'm ready out here to come to play. I'm looking forward to training camp. And by the way, I will say this. I will, I will say this. I like the fact that all his coaches was out there. I like the fact that JB and everybody was out there. I like the fact that their teammates was out there. Because here's the thing. If it wasn't worth nothing, none of his team would have been there. I like the fact that the Cavs organization was all there. Now, they may not have been there the whole time, but it says something to be on the bench and looking around like, okay, well, I'm going to come out here and support and do, and do the small things. Like we say, if we're going to ask Miles Garrett to show up at training camp and that count, well, I believe these games right here, 
It's the small things. It's leadership. It's getting better. And that's what sports Go is ahead. about. How Jason. does Miles Garrett and the actually practicing in the Browns, the actual Browns players actually practicing on the field, have anything to do with a bunch of minor lingers running up and down the floor? Because that's not a game. Miles Garrett is in shape. OTAs is OTAs, and it's not mandatory. It was not mandatory. So, hey, look. At the end of the day, that's just practice. I mean, listen, I'd rather them there than not be there. Yes, same yeah. thing, same principle with the Cavs. Yes, but okay. <laughs> I will but say this, I, but 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 so hold on. let me let me get to the so yeah. so, Jason. I'm gonna ask you what, 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 what you what you think of what you think of his play? What you think of his play, Monty Bates, man? What you think? I mean, he played well. It's great. You'd rather a guy play well than not play well. But when you're going against the standard of the competition he's going against, it's not a fair comparable to what he's actually going to do. And again, I've said this a million times. Let's make it a million one. I'm not saying Amani Bates is never ding is never going to be yeah. an NBA player. I'm saying if you're counting on him to help this team this year, do, you're you're going to be disappointed. We, we have a, a percentage of our fan base like this guy who tweeted at me. That it doesn't matter how many times we say, yeah, maybe he's going to be a player someday. Who knows? No, no, I'm talking. About, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm it's, saying oh, it's you're a hater, and that's it. No, it's I'm that's fine. What I'm saying is, I think I think he sees the floor, the, the court earlier than three years down the line. I think he sees the court this year. Would you? Would you? I, is I, that I, a long shot? I, I don't know. I mean, I, listen, it sees the court. Okay, there's 82 games. There's going to be injuries. Is he going to play three or four minutes in a game at the end of a game? Maybe, but if you're expecting him to be an actual piece, building block piece, contributor, and important games when things matter, this year? No, no, no. I, I, I expect I expect him to be. I, well, the way I think about Imani Bates, and I don't, it's not to conflate two things, right? I think that people being excited about him does not mean that they're delusional. Right, I it think could people, mean they're delusional. I, I, I mean, I mean, I've seen from the day he was drafted, he's going to be the starting three. Well, that, that, that's that's insanity. a that's a that's a that's a little bit of a jump off the bridge. <laughs> a little bit. That's a little bit of a jump off the bridge. I mean, I, I mean, I did pass some Kool Aid out. I'm very good at Kool Aid. Like what, that's what, what I do. Gee, we are to the point where, based on six Cleveland Charge preseason games, that he played pretty well. Yeah, he did. He mm -hmm. did. Right, like, he did. He played great. We that told you sudden, he was going that means to something towards the NBA, and I just don't buy that. Mikey and I told you this was going to happen yeah. after they drafted him. We right. said he's going to go well, to Vegas and he's going to ball out, and people are going to lose to, their minds. To, That's exactly what yeah. happened. To be fair, I said they should have drafted him two months prior to that. I told Mikey, I said everybody get listen. If they can get him, they got something. And the reason I think they, I hear you, you did, and you you're excited about it. But all I'm saying is you can't you can't take what he did in the summer league as if that's means something towards regular season well, well, NBA. Well, no, here's because it, it's never meant anything for anybody else before I, that I can when, when you're when you are when you are a team and there's a reason people are excited about it. The Cavs they, you had J.D. Osmond, you had Lamar Stevens. The, when you're a natural human being and you're like, okay, well, the kid's 19. That's why we love draft picks. Everyone loves draft picks. Yeah, you know the why? unknown is exciting. The unknown, yeah. the, the untapped potential is crazy. But we got to sometimes you have to tell yourself, okay, well, that's cool. But people are excited not because he's going to start this year. Yeah. People are excited to say, well, look, he's playing that way now. But just think, if he gets an opportunity to play with guys.
that are all stars. I yeah. mean, think about it. You got it. There's a lot of times where people like, and this is the thing. Like when you talk about Garland, when you talk about Donovan Mitchell, when you talk about Evan Mobley, those people and those guys make people better. So his deficiencies or whatever he has. They're not looking for him to come in here and 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 be some sort of game buster. Now, can he come in here and hit a couple uh, corner threes? Maybe. Listen, I get what you're saying, and I've been seeing your tweets, and you're you know you're like, well, why shouldn't people be excited if they want? And if they want to be excited, fine. But just like if fans want to be excited about, I I don't have to. I, like I, I'm not going to get excited about anything I see in summer league. That doesn't mean you can or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody should do whatever the hell they want, right? Mm-hmm. You want to get excited, you want to. Uh, imagine him becoming a great player. That's fine. That's possible. And I agree with a lot of what you just said. I would just say that, like, the only thing I disagree with is, well, he's playing this way now. But there's always guys like him that are second-round picks playing this way in Summer League every year that turn into nothing. Well, but here's here's another thing that I, that I do want to say is, so you, we, we look at the hype that Wimby has, right? Yeah. And, and this is the way that AAU ball happens. Hype happens, right? You get it. You see a guy. A guy's really good. He may be the player of the year. He, different things like that. I think one thing that people see is the fact that okay, well, you got a guy who was who was supposed to be one of the really one of the best players in the country, and so when you can get one of the best at one point in time was considered a one of the best players in the country, and you can get him for free, people are going to automatically be like, okay, it's the equivalent of you know, there's a first round quarterback, right? Now, granted. He may be playing over at, I don't know, North Dakota State. He drops to the second round. Every, all of a sudden, every team that need a quarterback is like, we need to go up and get him. We need to go. It's not because they know he's going to be great. It's just this fact that we got this guy. We, we know he has a little bit of skill. We feel like this guy can help us out. And it's in a position of need. Yeah. So I, they get I just feel like we've talked about this guy as if he's a top 10 pick. Well, you, you I mean, you won't have to. Um, well, that's you, how we that's how he's yes. we're treating this. Yes, because of and I think it's, you know, and top 10 picks bust and yeah. second round picks hit. It can happen. Yeah, the odds of it happening are slim, but it's still possible. Mm-hmm. It can still happen. Look at that. Jay, that's thank you. Jason. That's nothing. I haven't said a hundred times hey, earlier. Hey, I, I, let me hold y'all's hands. <laughs> I'm so fu- I'm so proud of y'all. I'm That's so nothing proud. I haven't I'm, said a hundred so times earlier. They're finally coming around, G. No. Oh, Lord, finally so, coming around. Lord, listen, thank you, thank you for this sermon today. <laughs> I want to thank Brother Jason and Brother Bull for coming through and understanding that that Imani Bates has some things to prove, but yes, he still has potential. I want to thank you today yeah. for bringing my brothers on my thank side you. Thank and you, drinking Lord. that Kool Aid. Thank you. Nobody's yeah. drinking your Kool Aid, G. <laughs> Our stance at all. Well, there are, there, all. there are a lot of fans drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, oh. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to some football. We get Wait, hold on. We got, we got two more things we got to address here on there the side of the league. Two more is. things. Because there is two other people we have to address. With Imani Bates. Yeah. To put the cap on Bates and move on to their guys. Yeah. He did a four assist yesterday. Yeah, we which, didn't we mention that? No, no, I know. I oh, just yeah. want to point out that we as a yes, show have that was, been, been critical of his yes. lack of that was playmaking good. that translates Diamond. to assists. He's made passes, assists takes two to tango. I'd rather him play shot. well than play poorly because if you play sure. poorly in summer league, you got no chance. You're finished. You, you're like you're done. Like he might not even get if he played terrible here, 
he would have never gotten All no chance. Mike said, yeah, for a guy like that, he got no chance. He, yeah, yeah. Mike he, mentioned he, that Trey Young played poorly in summer league. Yeah, there's some guys Trae who Young. have had. Didn't the second pick in the draft play poorly in the summer league? Brandon Miller had – he didn't shoot well, yeah. but he didn't play bad. I mean, okay. he, he had a game where he had 27. Oh, uh, right. So he, he had up and downs. Two other guys we got to mention real quick. Sam Merrill broke the summer league record for most threes made in a single summer league, and he sat out a game. So in five games, he made 25 threes. That's the most since 2017. His shooting ability, shooting translates. Whether or not he's big enough to contribute on the NBA level remains to be determined, but he certainly has a sniper. And Isaiah Mobley, and G and, and Jason and Bull, I want your guys' take on Mobley. He was the Summer League Game Championship MVP, put up a double-double, had 28 points. He wasn't named to either Summer League team, whatever, who really cares? But my question is, from what you saw from Isaiah Mobley, do you think he's got a chance to actually be a contributor on the Cavs this upcoming season? I will tell you, when they drafted him, I talked to some people, like, going back, or not, when they signed him. Mm-hmm. When, they, when they first signed him, the th- feeling around the league was he's not an actual NBA player. They're, do- they're doing this for Evan. Like, he's a favorite of Evan. The, the, that was he's that, not actually a prospect. That was, the team, that was the T-Mobile friends and family plan. Now, yeah, right. again, can a, we, can a guy with an opportunity work into something? Sure. But I'm just telling you. Yeah, that was why they, that was why yeah. they did it. I, I, I was imp- well, <laughs> my cousin texted me. He said, now, listen, everyone, now he's like, hey, don't you go on that show pumping up Isaiah Mobley. That is Drew Gooden's JV Drew Gooden. I said, nah, he's not J. Drew Gooden had a couple good years, a couple coffees here, right? I, you know what You know what I like about Isaiah Mobley is the fact that Drew Gooden was a pretty good player. He was a good player. Drew Gooden, was, uh, Drew Gooden had a couple. He had a couple nice years. I like the fact that Isaiah Mobley has the 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 right idea. It, that playbook that they gave Isaiah Mobley is the same playbook we want Evan Mobley to have. Like they run offense through him. He gets the ball. He has, he's at the high post. He brings the ball up court. They let him shoot threes. He's aggressive. His offensive game may not be to the highest level where we want Evan Mobley to go. But I, you know, somebody say, I like the idea. Yeah. I like the idea of what they're doing. And guess what? He like he he. I thought he read his matchups good when yeah. he had a when they switched on the pick and roll. The big the big would pop out. He would have a small guy on him and he went to work. I, I like the way he's more vocal. I, I think he could be a, a a piece if he just keeps working on his game. I, I gotta say I, I I'm disturbed. I continue to be disturbed by the hashtag. Let him know. I think it's a stupid hashtag. <laughs> The only one dumber than that was that idiotic hardland. Remember the Browns did that for eight yeah. seconds? Oh, yeah. no, no, that I remember sick. that one of the dopes from the Browns marketing office talking to Dustin and I, and they said, we got a new sl-. I remember them telling us off the year, we got this new slogan, hardland. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that, that, that's Wait, awful. is that real? That is. Yeah. That, I think it was the playoff heartland. Yeah. But it was, it was really stupid. But it was. And I'm, I'm like, nobody's going to jump on. Yeah, that. like like that. Let him know is really terrible. They've been using that for a while. It's terrible. Well, I don't even know what that means. That's gotta like, let him know. Gotta let him know we're here. Gotta let him know we're back. Would let him know. We'll know what's the Guardians one again? We can't hit. <laughs> they did last night. Hey, but I uh, but the, the, listen, I, but that yeah. Merrill kid. I don't care what you say. I, I don't care if you got to hide him like uh, Joe Harris or something. Hide him in a two three zone. That kid can shoot. That Jason, you got a place for him on the roster back well, into the roster. I said a week or two ago, yeah. I would believe in Sam Merrill contributing this team before Imani this year because Merrill's 27 years old. He's been in the league for three, four years. Yeah, like that's 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 how these guys get there. Right. Max Struess is another example, a guy who's been in the league three, four years. Right. You sort of get your legs about you. You sort of figure it out. 
I'm not saying Sam Merrill's going to be a star on this team, but could he come in and give him a couple minutes here and there? I maybe, yeah, maybe I'm, because he can shoot it. I and mean, that's what they need is shooting. Yeah. 45% for the art. Like, granted, it's six games. Right. But it's not like he was not the number one pick in the summer league, by the way, or in the G League. And he, I think he was one of the top leading scorers there. I mean, when he comes off, he can, he can shoot it off of the dribble. He can shoot yeah. it off a screen. Um, I, I like him. How much has he actually played in the NBA? Very little. He's played 36 total games in the NBA. He started two games in his career. They were the 81st and 82nd games for the Bucks when they'd already clinched the first overall seed three and, years and ago. And what's his three-point percentage in the NBA? He's only ta- he hasn't taken many, but it's pretty high. Okay. Give me one sec. I'll get the actual He's a good number. shooter. He's, I mean, he's, a he's a legit good shooter. There's, As there's, Jason there's, has said, shooting, 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 that's shooting, right. shooting, shooting. And that's why maybe the guy can shoot. Maybe, but yeah. but again, he's been around. He's the not going to play significant minutes. Probably not. No. For his career yeah. in the NBA, he's a 38% three-point shooter. At how many threes has he actually taken? Do you have it? He has attempted. 88 career threes. He's 33 for 88 in his NBA career. Right. And so, so as we round out the core four, we'll talk about Porter Jr. Oh yeah, uh, Porter Jr. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, or we could call him the poor four. <laughs> the, 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 you know, that is that's the poor four. The poor yeah. four. The poor four. The poor four. <laughs> it's it's like uh, it's like the Injustice League. Now, um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I like his game, bro. I, I, he was smooth last game. He was smooth the game before, twenty some points. I like what he. Only reason he would, if if he now mind you, if he did not tear his ACLs, he's drafted. He would have got drafted. So it, it, you know, right. His, his three point percentage doesn't look good, good right there. Oh yeah, that's about Jeez. good. But I am I, I like the way he runs the uh, he runs the offense. He get people involved. I think he makes some nice passes. I think he might be the next Fred VanVleet. Hey, hey, undrafted. Terrible three-point Out of shooter. Wichita State. Out of Wichita State. Just got a max deal. Look at Bull. Who says Bull don't know nothing about no basketball? <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the let's get to the to the Browns and and really, uh, well, before we get to the running back situation, Mike, you had another topic you wanted us to hit on. Yeah, we're gonna do running backs in a sec. Yeah. We're gonna let the uh, the maximum audience trickle in before we do the running back conversation. Yeah. But we talked about. The stars on this team time after time again. We know Deshaun Watson is the most important player on the Browns. We know Miles Garrett, Chubb. Those guys have to have monster seasons for the Browns to reach their full potential. So my question today for you guys is, which non-star on the Browns? And I'll give you a little bit of liberty on who you determine is a star. No, I want you to dis- give us the list of guys who don't can't be on the, that we can't. That pick. you cannot choose. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, okay. Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Batonio, mm-hmm. Miles Garrett. Denzel, Denzel Ward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Those, Those are the ones that are not. And I'd prefer you not to pick Dalvin Tomlinson. Or Zadarius okay. Smith. By the way, in the uh, quarterback uh, thing, there was a play. I can't remember who the Vikings were playing. In one of the, one of the times where they were with Kirk Cousins in the quarterback thing. In one of the last couple episodes. I haven't seen it yet. And Dalvin Tomlinson gets trucked by some running back <laughs> for a touchdown. I can't remember who the running back was. Kicked in the but mouth. It, it, I'm like, oh, boy. Hope that doesn't happen with the Browns. Anyway, okay. So, that's the – so, Jason, who's your guy besides, you know, we take those guys out. I think there's a slam dunk obvious one for me. Yeah. I'll give you my runner-up. Should I give you – can I give you a runner-up or will I take one of theirs? Nah, just give it. Who All cares? Right. Give it, yeah. The runner-up for me is Martin Emerson. Mm. because I th- I think he's going to have a monster year. I know it's just one year. I know it was a rookie. I love his size. I love his frame. 
I think he has the ability to be a number one shutdown corner in the NFL. But they also have, if he does falter, they have Greg Newsom there to slide in. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of hedge on that because I think I think he's up for a big year. I think he's going to have a big year. But they have backup right. for him if he gets hurt or if something happens. So my number one is Cade York. How many games <laughs> come down to kicking yeah. in the NFL? Half the games come down to three points or less. Mm-hmm. We've seen him deliver against Carolina. We've seen him struggle. This is obvious to me. The kicking game is so important in the NFL. I, I, I like the pick. I know drafting a kicker that high kind of split people in half of that's a terrible idea. No, that's great. I'm of the belief that was the one spot in the draft where they got the number one guy on their draft board. They desperately needed a kicker. They went and got the kicker that they wanted the most. So I thought it was a great move. He's not a normal kicker in terms of the swagger and the confidence. I don't think it was shaken by last year and, and some of the problems that he had. I expect him to come back now that he's been through it once. Now that he's kicked in Brown Stadium in November and December, I expect a big year out of him. And just the way that games are decided in the NFL, so many games come down to kicks and last-second kicks. I want that guy on my team. To me, it's obvious it's Cade York. And it's what's huge about it, and I was actually thinking about him too, I, I think it's a good call, is that kickers, it's so unique with kickers. No, Even if you drafted high as he was, yep. as we've seen with other guys, if he sucks this year, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Yep. You, no other position, you, pretty much, you've gone in two years. Right. But you can't afford to keep a kicker. Right. Like, he was up and down last year, as you said. Made some really nice kicks. Yep. Blew some really ones that he should have made. Yep. And, you know, we've seen, uh, um, uh, what's his name? The guy who got drafted real high by the by the Buccaneers. Santos. Cairo Santos. No, 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 no. no. The kicker out of Florida State. Aguero. Aguero. Aguayo. Aguayo. Right, and he was, yeah. he was gone. Yeah. Like, maybe even in a year. So, like, he's got to be great this year. Having a great kicker, which the Ravens – like, the Ravens, Bengals, and Steelers have three of the best kickers in football. Yep. Obviously, Tucker's the best. And then the Bengals and Steelers kickers are, like, two of the top five. That's a big advantage to Absolutely. have that. Especially in this division, yeah. in these winter conditions. Right. And yes. these Heinz Stadium is so hard to kick in. Oh, yeah. Cleveland Brown Stadium is so hard to kick yep. in. Yep. It's vital. It it's is. Vital. And, you know, the debate about – whether to draft him high or not is over at this point. It's meaningless. He's on the team. Right. You need him to be great. Right. Mm-hmm. Gee. Uh, l- listen, this is so. This is an easy one for me. I just told the chat it's JOK, and here's the reason why. JOK was so bad last year that the Cleveland Browns resorted to poaching Dequel Jackson off the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show to fix this it's man's true. life. That's true. Fix my life. Now, when you run the wide nine, which they're going to run this year, what you're doing is you're empowering your defensive ends. What you're saying is defensive ends. I want to give you the freedom to shut things down when you're wide as everything. There's no jet sweeps coming that way. They're not going to let them get outside and miles Garrett and Zedaria Smith is going to be a monsters out there, but that means that one of the most air the, the most acceptable area of your of your defense is going to be in between the tackles and the guards. Inside zone is the most popular play in the entire National Football League. And when your defensive ends are out in wide nines or outside of a tight end if it's there, that leaves a whole lot of space in the middle of the field. Now, in terms of middle linebacker, Anthony Walker, I think he'll be fine. The problem is JOK has not shown the, the leverage or the discipline or just the weight in the britches to be able to, to stop the run game. 
So if you can't stop that run game with JOK, that means Delpit, Juan Thor, he'll have to be in the box. And that's not what they want to do. They don't want to have their safeties in the box. They want to have those guys and as many guys as in coverage as possible. That's what Shorts is about. He said something that I thought it was very fascinating. He said, listen, if you are in and Joe Woods has the same, they have some things in common. He said, if you're going against a great quarterback, rush four. If you're going against a garbage quarterback, rush five. Well, look at the Brown schedule. Brown schedule is filled with great quarterbacks in the AFC. So they're not going to be bringing five a lot of time. They're going to be coming with four. So what you need to do is have those back guys ready to go. JLK, I think, does not have a problem getting into his hook coverage and his zone coverage. He's athletic. But can they stop the run with small linebackers on second down rundowns? That'll be yet to be seen. So I think JLK is one of the biggest and, and, and most glaring uh, issues for the team. And if they can, if he can play like a, a star, Browns defense, I think, will, will be a top five defense. So you guys focused on special teams and defense between your picks, so I'm going to go in a different direction. I like all your picks. They're all important players, right, between Emerson and JOK and Cade York, no doubt. I look at the Browns and I say, okay, we're not, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to assume that Deshaun Watson is going to get back to playing like a star again. So if he's going to play like a star, he needs to pull up some other guys with him. Mm-hmm. Because if he's going to throw for 4,800 yards, well, you can't he's just... He's got him at 7,300. Right, check. right. If he's going to throw for 7,300 yeah. yards, he can't just have Amari Cooper as his only 1,000-yard pass catcher. Mm-hmm. So I look at the Browns' pass catchers and I say, who do I think has the most untapped potential that we could see come out this year? I look at JOK. I like JOK. I always, I've always liked JOK. But I think he is what he is. He's a third re- in a perfect situation. He's a third receiver. DPJ. You, say J- you keep saying JOK. You mean DPJ. Sorry. DPJ. Yeah. yeah. My bad. Thank you for the correction. DPJ is what he is. I don't think there's much more room to grow, in my opinion. Agreed. Hopefully I'll be wrong, but Agreed. I think he's about at his ceiling. I think there's a little room for growth for David Njoku, I, I, but I've been saying that for a while. I think with a good Watson, he'll be better. But I think that he's never going to be – Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, he's not going to be those guys. He, he could be a number, a tier two tight end, fine. I don't think he's ever going to be a tier one. The other guys, you got you got the rookie draft pick this year, the rookie from last year. I don't think those guys are going to play all that much. So Anthony I, Schwartz. So Anthony Schwartz. No. <laughs> Elijah Moore. That would have been cold. We got that. Now, as we've been talking about the Andre Hopkins the last week, I've con- last couple of weeks, I've constantly brought up Elijah Moore, unproven, unproven, unproven. Right. When they traded for him, I really liked it. Think about this again. This guy was the, I believe, the 34th pick in the draft in 2022. He's entering his third season in the NFL. Yeah, 2021. Okay? So that's like you off. There's a good track record of wide receivers drafted high in the second round. That those mm-hmm. guys often pan out. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've seen a lot, of good receive, a lot of good wide receivers drafted between 20 and 40. And he's right in that sweet spot. There's a lot of potential there. Now, he had his issues in, in New York. Nothing terrible, but, like, he just never seemed comfortable, never seemed happy. There were bad quarterbacks. Now, Garrett Wilson's a superstar. He took off even with bad quarterbacks last year. I don't think Elijah Moore is a superstar, but I think he has the potential to be – I think his upside is way higher than DPJ. I think it's way higher than Najoku. 
I, I, I wouldn't. Even, I, I know this might sound crazy because Amari Cooper is way more proven and way better than Elijah Moore, but I don't think it's insane. It would. Be, it's a very bold prediction. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I don't think it's insane that Elijah Moore could could end up leading the Browns in receiving. I'm not predicting it. Probably won't happen, but I don't think it's crazy. And if you had to say if one guy could lead the Browns in receiving besides Amari Cooper, you have to pick one other guy. This is the guy I would take. Now, he may not hit any of that potential. He may be a total disaster and do nothing. But I see a ton of upside. There's great athletic ability. And I think he's he realizes that in with New York, it was a you know a missed opportunity. Whatever happened, it didn't go well. And he sees all these other young receivers exploding on the scene. With Deshaun Watson, he has the opportunity. That that's his combined numbers for two years. I expect him to get that. I'd like to see him get that or even a little better this year alone. Now, that's a lot to ask for a guy who hasn't come anywhere close. But I think if Deshaun Watson plays up to his capabilities, which I expect, then somebody else is going to bring him up. The high tide raises all boats. Yes. And I think Elijah Moore is the most likely to rise because I think of all their other pass catchers, he's the most talented and has the most potential. And he's – and he – and I keep looking at the, the roster of receiver and I keep looking for the home run hitter, yep. right? He's there. I, I would say he's the home run hitter. Yep. I don't I don't look at Amari Cooper. DPJ right. He can or, make a lot of big plays. Yeah, he, he has the chunk plays is, is I think where they'll get him. I think he's really versatile. He can play all the positions up front. You know, the X, the Y, Z. He can play all those positions. The and, Browns haven't had like big playability. I feel like since Josh Gordon facts. Right? And, and and even then, the rest of the team was so bad that it didn't even matter that yeah, they had that. Yeah. But, and they didn't have a good quarterback, whatever. But, like, I, I, we need that as part of this offense. And yeah. hopefully he's the guy to bring it here. If they don't have that, I, they're, they're going to struggle, not against the teams they can beat, but those really good teams, like, they're not going like, to just let you just matriculate the ball downfield. Because uh, that's what good defensive coordinators want you to do. They want you to continue to make, yeah. take plays instead of those big chunk plays. So I, I, I like Elijah Moore as a pick as well. All right, Mikey. There we, we go. We, Kate we, York, JOK, Elijah Moore. Those are the top choices. So three good choices. We actually put a poll out on our YouTube channel. Whenever we do that, we're going to get the results for you guys because we like to hear what you guys say. We are very interested mm-hmm. in your guys' thoughts on some of these topics as well. And our poll today got over 900 votes. So I'm going to tell you those results in one sec. But first, got to tell you who brings us the results of that poll. And that is our dear, dear friends at PCC yep. Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So we asked the YouTube community tab, which if you're not a member, subscribe. It's free. This is free for everyone out there. You can become a member. You can communicate in these YouTube uh, community poll posts and all that kind of stuff. At least some comments. We'll read them here. And we essentially asked. And we, we picked four candidates. One was on your guys' list. The other three weren't. The same question we asked you. Which non-star for the Browns is most important this year? And of the 937 votes, 72%. Said Elijah Moore. Mm, there you go. Seven. That's that's a massive percentage. What options did you give? The three we picked. No, we did oh. this this morning before. Sorry. So we put Elijah Moore. Yeah. We had Jerome Ford up there. Yeah. We had uh, Ak- 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 I say his name Obo. 
Oboe Conkro. A Conkro. No and K Gra York. And Grand Delbert. We did not have oh, York. You guys dropped the ball not having K York. And no JOK. So let's do it real quick in the chat, Anthony, on the YouTube chat real quick. So Elijah Moore was the winner. Is, a, is Moore in the chat? Is that what you guys saw the most? Yeah. Anthony's giving me a nod. I don't know if he wants to talk. But, yeah, he says Elijah Moore by far was the most in the chat. So, Bull, you may have won a YouTube chat oh, today. Wow, look at that. Wow. That's a rarity. Put the belt on. <laughs> Put the belt on. You better hurry up. You better, they'll, they'll turn on you. Yeah, the, belt, the belt won't fit. No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you wear it as a bow tie. We'll get, yeah, right. we'll get you one of those airplane extenders wrapped <laughs> yeah. around the back. I, I, when I get on the plane, I say, always say to the stewardess, can I have the fat man extender, please? <laughs> and they're always like, like embarrassed that I said that. But I'm like, like yeah. one time, by the way, I don't know if I can't remember if I've told this story on the air. I don't know. I'm gonna t I, if I have, I apologize. But one time I went, you know, there's a guy, G, you'll, you know this store, Destination XL. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, for, it's big and tall, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by the way, what pisses me off about oh, the... Thousands of dollars. It's the most expensive right. <laughs> non-name brand stuff in the a, history. 100% right. It's way... It's so expensive. Really? That's... that's They're like, that's shirt. Rotten. It's, that's it's just a shirt. Yeah. Shirt. $79.99. What? Number two, most of the stuff they make is for tall, fat guys. We need a store just... Uh, Jeek, that's good for him. There's a lot of short fat guys out there. Yeah. The Huskies. See, That's Bull, a good name for the store. The short Bull, fat guys. We need short, I think there was a movie SFGs. called SFGs. Yeah. There was a movie uh, called Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, Did yeah. You see that? Yeah. I the believe Triple Indy. His name was Thornton Mellon was the name yeah. of this character. Yeah. I believe he owned a bunch of stores called Short and Fat or short something like that. Bro. We need we need somebody. I should start this store, Short and Fat. And Bull, you, we get screwed at these places. You like you look like you, you your joints is like a 28 length. Like yes, <laughs> and that's impossible. It's impossible to get my waist size. I always got to get the short, the pants shortened. Yeah. It's annoying. They used yeah. to call them huskies back in the day. I need some. Yeah, we need some huskies. But anyway, so one time I walk in there, no, and I pants. like when I walk into <laughs> short. When I like into casual male, I don't want some like skinny person helping me find clothes. There's one heavy set guy that's there. I like this guy. I can't think of his name right now, but he's a nice guy. I always go to him to help me. So I'm like, he's a fat guy too. He can understand what yeah, I'm going through. I need, I need somebody with suspenders that's breathing hard. That's right. See, I got my suspenders. There's <laughs> suspenders there. breathing hard at rest. Suspenders. <laughs> like he ain't moving. He ain't been moving around. He just. <laughs> so, so one just, time I go in and there's only one person working there, and it's this really thin woman, and I'm like, <laughs> what you know about my problems? And I'm like, so I walk up to her. And I, and I said, just the complaint I had, I said, every time I come in here, all the shirts are for, for tall, fat people. Uh, I, I'm short and fat, kid. We got something for short and fat? And she's like, sir, we, we don't like the fat shame in here. He's like, I, and I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about? This is a I'm reality. talking about myself. <laughs> You're skinny as a freaking rail. Is that shaming? If she turned sideways, I wouldn't see her. <laughs> is, that, is that shaming? That's not shaming about when I'm talking about myself. I'm like, no, I'm telling you about my history. This is my medical history. They were like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I got diabetes. And my legs don't be moving. As, and I'm retaining water on my ankles. Sir, that's inappropriate, inappropriate. You don't say, I've said, no, I'm telling about me today. All the above. I mean, so anyway, I don't know how I went down that. How did I go down that road? I never heard that story. So that, that yeah, was the first time. Maybe you told on the radio. But I was so annoyed. Like, don't tell me I can't say fat. I'm fat. Yeah. I don't want to be fat, but I am. Uh, you can't tell me I can't call myself fat, you skinny broad. <laughs> uh, real quick before we move on to the. Uh... And by the way, another thing. If you're some skinny asshole 
who's never been fat. Don't tell me. Don't give me your, your song and dance of how I should. I, I can lose weight and I should listen to your plan. You've never been fat. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. There it is. Now, if you were fat and now you're skinny, okay, I'll listen to you. <laughs> I'll listen to you then. But if you were never fat, go f yourself. <laughs> if you were, you don't, you don't, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't live in my shoes. I feel like I know you're looking at a camera, and yeah. I know you're talking to the camera, not me. And yeah. the camera's just to my left. But I felt like that was direct eye contact to me. <laughs> I've never well, told you how to live you, your life. But no, you, I, you never tried to give me weight loss advice. Yeah, it? I was gonna say I, I was going through. I was like, crap, did I ever tell Bull? No, never. But just the camera for people out there. The never. camera Bull. Another thing is. If, if you don't t like, I don't want to hear from people that are like 10 pounds overweight about how it's hard to lose weight. Shut the F up. Okay. You don't know what you're talking is, about. Is there you're a, not don't put it on me. Is there a statue? Of so limitation? Don't the look sta at me. The statute is you got to be 35 to 40 pounds overweight. You got to be in the fat club. If yeah, you're yeah. not in the fat club, don't discuss weight loss with me. Only <laughs> it, you have to either be currently in the fat club or you were at some point in your life in the fat club. Right. If you're not, if you're just a couple pounds overweight, go F yourself. I don't, I don't want to hear about your problems. <laughs> By the way, I can't even get my weight loss medication with Govi. Because all these people that are five pounds overweight are oh, buying uh, it to fit in their uh, wedding dress. Uh, by, by the way, the, by it's, the way, everybody's it's a shortage. Out of everything. It's a shortage. Because like, people that don't need it are are using it, so people that do need it can't get it. By the way, me and Bull was on it at the same time. We yeah. was calling each other. Hey man, you got that fixed? They're like, no, nah, I ain't got the fix. They're like it's a drought on the on these streets. It is like, crazy. No, out for there. real. There's people like skinny soccer moms that are like, yeah, yeah let me just get that. And now they're raising the price of it. It's and thousands. shame on the doctors for giving them that prescription. It's bullshit. Which what's the meds? What is it? I think it's take a thing called Wagovi. Yeah, yeah. They, I can't get any more till September. S semi or AKA semi-glutide. Yeah. Only now listen. Now Jason, don't you go use no athletic connections to go get some. I'm, let me find out that you go, <laughs> Jason, yeah. to come back here for one of these vacations. Yeah, man. I've been I got a few to lose. I got, I got, I got a few to lose. Before we yeah. get into the running backs, yeah. since the show has started, yeah. there's been a little, for the first time in a, maybe, maybe in the year I've been here for the first time, there's some legit trash talk going on between like front office members of the Browns and the Bengals. We have J.W. Johnson tweeting at the Bengals, oh, arguing Jesus who had God. the first white uniforms. Can I ask a question? Who cares? What did he tweet? The Bengals are saying the Browns ripped off their all-white uniforms because yeah. the Bengals released the Tiger Stripes one last year. The Browns are saying we were there first. We actually had the Who first the uniform. Bengals started, the Bengals started this back and forth? The Bengals tweeted out a video 30 minutes ago yeah. of a clip from – and Tagboard's not working. I'd play the clip. But yeah. Tagboard, of course, decided to, to crap out on us today. Yeah. Of Mike Brown speaking – the video's only nine seconds. You're not going to be able to play it. Uh, Mike Brown saying that – the Browns ripped off the Bengals uniform back in the day. And then JW, JW responded, remind us what year you, you joined the league. Hashtag, Thank you. We were here first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Number, number one, the Bengals shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. From the no. official Bengals account, by the way. Yeah, and we have the video. It's actually working. You want to see it? I don't think you could blame the Bengals front office for that because I'm sure they had nothing to do with it. Because it's embarrassing that the front – Jay, the Bengals' Twitter account should not have tweeted that. That was stupid. But let's not blame their front office because I'm sure their front office. Oh, oh so yeah, front, I just JW. I said JW front office. JW Johnson yes. is embarrassing himself by responding because it's beneath a member of the front office to do that. Ownership. Uh, ownership. Um, the only reason he's there is because his, his his step his father-in-law owns the team. 
he has no business owning a, a football team. Uh, and he's embarrassing too. So, so the Bengals Twitter account and JW Johnson are both embarrassing and both should shut the F up. It's, it's been a, it's been a very cold war. <laughs> Um, between the Browns and the the uh, Paul Brown family. Now, by the way, just to get, to, get it correct, uh, from 1946 to 1951, the Browns wore white helmets. Um, this is an homage to those white helmets in their setback and throwback uniforms. By the way, there's no chance that J.W. Johnson knew that. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, no so, chance. So I, I shouldn't say this, but I'm yeah. going to. Somebody, you guys watch Succession? Yes. I don't. Okay. Yeah. You guys watch Succession? No. I've, I've started it a couple times. I haven't made it very far no. through. No. But somebody told yeah. me a week or so ago about JW. He is Tom from Succession. He is. And Damn I about which fell out Tom, of the chair. Which one's Tom? The one that's married? Oh, son-in-law. Yeah. That's yeah. funny as hell. That's right? Crazy. Like, I've is almost fell out of the chair. Is Tom a tool? Just go watch Succession. That's crazy. Go watch, like, three I've episodes. I've watched the first right. couple episodes. That's all you need is, to know. Is he the one that with, is with the sister? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. he's a total ass. And JW <laughs> Johnson's an ass. Yeah. He said he's Tom from – somebody told me that a couple weeks ago, and it was – And by the way – JW Johnson often embarrasses himself on Twitter. Now, in fairness – the Bengals Twitter person, whoever that is, should shut the f up right now. Now, now I, I like hear that shit. I like the I like the I like the Bengals. Like, yeah. When they unveiled them last year, I said, "Oh, them is crazy." Yeah, <laughs> that is. And by fire. the way, everybody copies off everybody. Nobody's original, so yeah. shut up. Yeah, it don't matter. Copycat league. Uh, is that what, uniforms? Is yeah. that what rich people do? That's what rich people do. Like, if I would, you wouldn't even see me. We just thought helmets. I'm rich. What are you talking about? I can eat anything I want today and forever. I got all the Jordans. Why do I care about helmets? Why are we talking about? Oh man, crazy. This don't make no sense. By the way, you know we were talking. They didn't show Patrick Mahomes' house. They do in the final two episodes. Is it crazy? Well, he just built a new house. That he, I think he just moved into January, February of this year. Mm -hmm. it, it's pretty nuts. He's got this room. That has like Super Bowl trophies now and like all kinds of stuff. It's pretty yeah, amazing. Man. It's pretty amazing. It was a, it was a really uh, well done. I want I want Dash I want Deshaun Watson to be watching that joint. Like I want I want him to watch it and be angered. I yeah. want him to watch it and be like, you know what? Some people have me in that same conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'd like to see Watson or Joe Burrow in it next year. Uh, I, I'm. They're probably filming it already, if, if whoever. But it, but it was really good. It was. It, it, it would be really Deshaun. Good. No, yeah, it's not gonna be. It's too soon. Yeah, I bet you it's Burrow. Either Burrow or Herbert, probably. If they're doing or it Allen. again, Burrow, Herbert, or Allen will be. If they're doing <laughs> it. And then I think the mid-tier quarterback could be like a Daniel Jones, maybe. And yeah. then Baker. I think Baker would be good as the Mariota one. I, yo, I, I watched that. Now, I, yeah. Uh, Burrow, Daniel Jones, and Baker. That would be pretty interesting. And then she, we gotta, we gotta have a, we gotta have a stellar year before we. We open in Deshaun Watson yeah, up to nothing. Not it's got to be a lot of years past. What, <laughs> well, I, yeah. I want, I want, yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. get to this running back conversation now. Got it. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.